T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss. The best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's Gabe time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Kuhn Show. 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Thursday to you. Welcome in May 25th, 2023 edition of the Gabe Kuhn Show. I am Gabe Kuhn, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman on Twitter at G underscore Kuhn 71. I am alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Kuhn Show. That would be Connor Dunning. You've heard him for two hours previous to this. He's on Twitter at CDunning929. Working overtime today. Connor, what's happening, my brother? Nothing much, man. You good? I'm good. Hanging in there? I'm good. Um, I have to say, I, I did download Max last night. I know this is an ongoing bit this week, ongoing discussion. My first watch on the new app, the Bama Rush documentary. Oh, Lord. I have a lot to get to there on the, well, once we get to small talk. It's insane. I have yet to watch it, but I know what happens in it thanks it's, to TikTok clips. Yes, it's insane. Oh, it's nuts. I learned that there are rush advisors that these women hire these girls hire to tell them how to conversate during rush week i have never seen anything like it they pay money it starts their senior year of college or of high school good money nuts good money to pay to these people to learn how to conversate and impress people and like the little tests about like if you take isn't that like a little too much oh it's 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 a lot too that's a lot it's insane just to just to Make friends? Like, judging people off of whether they take a certain plate of food versus another when you hand it to them is crazy. It's a lot. And then I learned about the machine, too. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Three hours of talk on the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM ESPN and yours truly. That will be at the bottom of the second hour as we get into small talk. We have plenty to get to before that. Eastern Conference Finals, Game 5 is on the way, 7.30 tonight. And the Celtics are just trying to dig themselves out of a, a hole that they dug for themselves. Um, it's 3-1 right now. 
They get a home game. They haven't been particularly good, good at home. Um, but if they if they win tonight, I think the, the you turn it to a two game series. A lot of pressure turns back on the Heat, but the Heat seem to handle that well. But they do have some injuries that are worth noting, and we'll talk about that. LeBron, we learned that he was injured, pretty substantially injured, throughout the back half of the season in the playoffs. A torn tendon in his foot, completely torn, and, and he's deciding if he wants to get surgery on it. Um, likely will, from what I understand, but forty ten and nine. In the final game of the year with at 38 with a torn tendon in his foot. That's LeBron for you. That's LeBron for you. Um, also, off the top of the show, I am just prefacing this. Michael Malone has said a lot about the Denver Nuggets. And whether there's disrespect for Jokic and their whole situation right now that they've got to their first NBA Finals and everybody seems to be talking about other things, I think there's something to be discussed here, and it's about where the NBA is heading, and NBA media has been for a while, latching themselves on to other notable figures, including LeBron and Steph, and there's been a rejection of talking about other topics. This is not a new thing. This is not a phenomenon I'm bringing up, but uh, something has made them money for a long time, NBA media, and I think there's a time, it has come time for them to transition um, but as far as guys are concerned, Jeff Calkins, 5 o'clock from the Jeff Calkins Show on the Daily Miffin. And 6 o'clock, very pleased he could carve out a little bit of time before he does his show that usually follows our show, Joe and Amber. Joe Fortenball will join the program, Daily Wager. Uh, and again, Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Uh, we'll talk about uh, NBA Finals. He was actually at the, uh, the Devin Haney-Vasily Lomachenko fight last weekend. I'm going to have to ask him about that. A lot of people think Vasily Lomachenko was completely robbed. But uh, we'll discuss with him. Hop into the Blitz around 6.30. John Morant. We've, hey, we're, we're transitioned away from yesterday, right? Like, we're, we, we don't have to rehash. I mean, I don't have any more takes on that. I don't. No. But John Morant's latest signature sneaker, the John One Hunger, was released today on the Sneakers app, and it's sold out already. So we'll talk about that. Also, um, Patrick Mahomes spoke up on his contract situation and why he's not that worried. And Michael Block, who I think he's two over right now through 10, at the Charles Schwab Classic, at the at the challenge or whatever whatever the the attachment there is, but at the Charles Schwab in Fort Worth, he uh, he was on a podcast with Bob Maneri. Everybody has a podcast, uh, but he was discussing what has held him back in his career, and he compared himself to Rory McIlroy. He's taking some shots for it, and I'll I'll explain that as we get in to the blitz, and we'll have some NFL news along the way as well. But I I have to start with the Nuggets. And uh, the NBA media. Nuggets, of course, punched their ticket to the NBA Finals for the first time in franchise history. Uh, They complete a sweep against the Lakers, 4-0. And I have some sound here. Most have heard it, but I want to play it. This was Michael Malone talking about Jokic and his team in general. And are they, is there a lack of respect around how they are discussed or or not discussed? What do you think Joker has proven so far with this playoff run? Uh, man, that's a really interesting question. For me, uh, he hasn't proven anything. And why do I say that? Because I already know he's a great player. You know what I mean? Like when you're with a guy for eight years and, you know, I think people have short-term memory. You know, he didn't, he wasn't this player his first year, his second year. You know what I mean? That third year we lose to Minnesota in game 82. Um, and he, he and Jamal both had great games and we lost in overtime. Um, but I think he's shown other people nationally that 
He's real. Like, what he's doing is real. The MVPs are real. The triple-doubles are real. All the narratives, the silly narratives this year, are just that, silly and somewhat ignorant. And I think Nicola has gone through three rounds now where he's averaging a triple-double in the playoffs. Have you seen any stat padding out there? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, like, enough of the silliness. Like, the guy is a great player. Give him his damn respect. Stop chopping him down at the knees, man. He's a great player, and give him the respect he deserves. I, uh, I I tend to slightly agree with him. I will say national media and respect seems to be there to a certain extent with Jokic in particular. With the Nuggets, though, I don't think it is. With Jokic, he's won two MVPs. Everyone understands it. I do think you know some of the Kendrick Perkins discussion back and forth about him stat padding and getting triple doubles, it is utterly ridiculous. So I'll agree with Michael Malone there. But when it comes to the Nuggets, I think there is a massive amount of disrespect, and I, I, I want to discuss it. Chris Mannix, who I really like. I like Chris Mannix. I think he's a really good writer for Sports Illustrated. He's been on these airwaves before, but he spoke on the Nuggets and, and why he's not so enthused that, they may, that they're going to be the Western Conference Finals representative. The card the Nuggets can play is nobody talks about us. Nobody, you know, sp- spends airtime discussing us, column inches writing about us, because frankly, the Nuggets aren't very interesting. Like Nikola Jokic is arguably the best player in the game right now, but he's not someone that does a lot of interviews outside of the NBA mandated stuff. You're not going to see a lot of profiles on Nikola Jokic. Jamal Murray, great player, not especially interesting. Michael Porter Jr., excellent player, not especially interesting, at least not compared to what we have at the bottom of the playoff bracket, where you've got drama in Los Angeles almost weekly. You've got the Suns. Can they succeed in this first year with Kevin Durant? The Warriors, all their dysfunction this year. The Clippers, can they get it together? The Nuggets' problem is they're not respected. They're just not talked about. People just don't find them as interesting as some of the teams on the bottom half of the bracket. Because you you see, I guess, what, Steven Adams doing more commercials than, than Jokic? I mean, you're he certainly... He doesn't want to do it. Like, he, he <laughs> j- look, it's a kind of a cliche, but he just wants to play... He wants to collect a check, and he wants to help his team win. That, that's really all that's on his mind that's it. any given week. He's not. You don't see him doing endorsement deals. You remember when he won the MVP award, both times, the Nuggets had to fly over to Serbia to give it to him. He was out. He was gone. He was just hanging with his family back home uh, in, in Europe. So it's it, they're just not a compelling team to talk about, mm-hmm. to write about, at least not as compelling as some of the other teams I mentioned. Okay. Now, one, I'd say talk about the team and the way it's been built. The Nuggets have done a really good job. They've All these different role players, they've rolled in and out. Bruce Brown and KCP and Lou uh, are with, you know, with Monte Morris and Will Barton out the door. Talk about how that roster has been constructed over the years and how they've stayed really, really uh, uh, sort of loyal to Michael Malone at the top. Also, you can say what you want about Nikola Jokic. You don't think there's a story to tell there? A foreign player from Serbia, second-round pick in the 40s, two-time MVP, triple-doubles, just set the record for triple-doubles in the NBA playoffs. You don't think that's a story to tell? How about Jamal Murray? Jamal Murray tore his ACL. He had questions behind the scenes to Michael Malone and my damaged goods. Right about their relationship. There are things to write about, but I, I just see this constantly in, in the NBA media in a lot of ways. And, I, again, I, I don't put this on everybody, but I think as a whole, the NBA media needs to be better. 
There's questions about where the NBA is going to go after LeBron, Steph, KD. I get it. They're fair. One, though, I think it'll figure itself out, right? Magic and Larry Bird came along, saved the NBA. Don't have to lie about it. Then guess what? After that, you had questions. Then it was Michael Jordan. Then you had questions. Then it was Kobe and Shaq. Then you had questions. Then it was LeBron. Then after LeBron, I mean, we're not even quite out, out, out of LeBron, but Steph came along and Kawhi and KD and the star power, it tends to figure itself out. You know, Steph is still around, Jokic, Luka, Anthony Edwards, Devin Booker, John Moran if he gets his, his act together. But two, I would, I would be lying if I said I didn't have questions as well. I think the NBA is built on star power and premier matchups. It hasn't necessarily been built on parity and uh, a team basketball, if you will. It's been about super teams, a lot of situations like that. But I see a lot of folks with, with Chris Mannix's thoughts. What I would say is over the years, and I know it's easy and it, it is paid to do this, but way too many eggs have been put into the LeBron basket, and you can't expect another LeBron James to come along. You can. He's a once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-generation talent. You just can't do that. I do notice a resistance to change. LeBron's on his last leg. He's not going to be around much longer. What literally. are you going to do after? Yeah, literally. literally. He's playing on one leg in the playoffs. Still 40-10-9, but I digress. But I notice a resistance to change. Like, I, I've seen some people down the play-in. I've seen some people slapping down the new CBA rules that were created to bring in more parity, new luxury tax line to make the mid-level exception unavailable to the most expensive teams in the, in the NBA. Some people say it's stupid. It's basically an anti-super team rule. We have a lot of people complaining about super teams. They try to take away super teams, and we still have complaining. People will argue until they're blue in the face that parity is not what the NBA is about. It's about premier matchups and superstars, and largely the history tells us that is the case. But this year, have we not had a lot of parity? We've had a lot of parity, right? Seven seed and an eight seed in the conference finals. Seven seed gets knocked out. Eight seed likely will be the NBA finals representative for the East. NBA ratings are better than they've been in years. Like, are people paying attention to this? Game seven, Kings versus Warriors drew 9.84 million viewers. It was the most watched first round game in 24 years. For God's sake, Bill Clinton was president last time they had a number that big in a first round game. ABC averaged 5.23 million viewers across platforms. They, they reported this about a, a week ago. That's the highest number since the network, since ABC began carrying the NBA. And, like, I, I understand, like, when you don't see a clear vision of superstars and who the NBA is going to follow and how you're supposed to follow, it becomes this gray area and you're, you, you just you feel uncomfortable about where the league's headed. But I would say this. Maybe the direction is solid. We just have to transition and tell more stories about more teams and more guys and be accepting of the type of guys that are coming in. Because I've also seen a lot of people, and this is it's a little bit of a sidebar, but uh, you'll get my point. You'll, get, you'll catch my drift. I think a lot of people have talked about Jokic and Luka and oh, can they really be the, the poster child of the NBA? Uh, they're, they're foreign. You need an American guy. It sounds very similar to MLB purists, right, about Shohei Otani. He doesn't even speak English. How could he be the poster child? Because he's great. Because he's great and he's fun to watch. I just think we do too much thinking, and, and there's, a, there's a resistance to change. 
in a lot of these conversations. It's, it's, it, it, I get where it can be uncomfortable thinking about LeBron retiring and, and these guys transitioning away from the NBA and no absolute positive answer of who's going to fill those voids. But one, we tend to figure it out. And two, get more inventive. Talk about more people. Talk about ball again. Get away from legacy talk. There's a lot of different things that can happen here soon, and I think people are, uh, are beating themselves over the head and, and, and making something out of nothing and um, really downing what we're about to see in the NBA Finals with the Heat and the Nuggets. Right. The way I took Chris Mannix's comments about the Nuggets was, you know, I think he has the feeling of a lot of writers, unfortunately, in that it's harder to write about the Nuggets. It's not easy. That's basically what he was saying is that, you know, because there are interesting stories there. Jamal Murray has a story. Michael Porter Jr. has a story. Bruce Brown has a story. Nikola Jokic has a story. Mike Malone has a story. But boy, that LeBron story gets more clicks. I'll it tell gets you that. More clicks. I agree. I know and what it's also, the bills. You also don't it's, – it's easier. You don't, have to, you don't have to do research on it. You don't have to go dive into numbers on it. You know the story. You already know the story. It's easier to write. It's, they're getting ready for the offseason. It, it feels like the Nuggets and the Heat – you have to put more effort into those stories because they are, they are more interesting than are the Lakers going to try trade for Kyrie? <laughs> right. are, like, I and mean, it gets clicks, and I understand that, and you're dealing with big fan bases, big markets, and big superstars. But at the same time, just because it's not as easy doesn't mean it's not attainable. Exactly. And that's the bottom. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, there's some part of this whole thing is I, I always talk about it, and, and some people will talk about it as well, of like, do people really like the NBA at times? Like, do you like the superstardom? Do you like the, the, the crazy um, uh, like billionaire athletes that are in the NBA? Or do you like the NBA and the ball that's being played? I still question that at times. I do question that with some guys. 
It reminds me a lot, and this is going to be a super on-brand comparison for me to make, but it reminds me of MCU fans and Star Wars fans. They like to talk about the movies. They like to talk about the stories and their theories on them. And if their theories are wrong, then they do not like it and they get upset. They like they hate it more than they love it. It's it's a very odd thing. They like talking about it, but they don't necessarily like watching it. And every time they do watch it, they have complaints about it because their theories were wrong or what they thought were going to happen was wrong. And ultimately, I do think that's kind of what's happening with the Nuggets right now, too. Everybody was wrong. They were the most obvious answer all season. They were the most consistent team. They had the best player. They had one of the best coaches. They had the deepest roster. But no, it was too obvious. It was the Nuggets. No way. It's never happened before. It's too obvious. So people talked themselves out of the Nuggets. And now all of a sudden, when it's become clear that they were the best team to talk about them, they will have to admit they were wrong. And I think people have a tough time doing that. I I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree with that. It's just it, it becomes so laborsome and bothersome to continue to have these conversations around NBA media and how we cover the NBA, right? If you're wrong, you're wrong. The Nuggets were obvious. They have been consistent throughout the entire year in the regular season, in the playoffs. If you don't want to admit you're wrong, just say that. But don't try to say that they're not interesting. Right. I think there's plenty of interesting Nuggets, no pun intended, or pun intended, uh, that you could write about when it comes to the Denver Nuggets. You just have to find them and work harder. It's <laughs> and I, I think Chris, Chris Mannix has taken a lot of heat today, as I think he should to a certain extent. I still like his work. I still think he does a good job. But I, I think he's off base here. Well, completely. I think a lot of what Mannix said today, too, and like I said, I do like Mannix. I do think, Same. though, part of his comments were he put all of his eggs in the Lakers' basket. He wrote something just a few months ago claiming that the Lakers were going to win the West. He Correct. laid it out. He was not very kind to the Nuggets in that, and I think he doesn't want to talk about how he's wrong. So this is the crap excuse he gave. That's what it is. Yeah. It's an excuse as to why he's not putting in the work to cover the Nuggets. And it's like, come on, dude. And that's my biggest issue with what's been happening the last few days is like, I understand that y'all may not like covering the Nuggets or all that thing, but you don't have to say it out loud. It doesn't make any sense to me why people are going on podcasts and being like, you know what? The Nuggets aren't very cool. The Nuggets and like, are the Heat what in the are finals we doing? is a joke. That stinks. They're Come a great on. story. They've never been to the NBA Finals. That's a story in and of itself. Talk about the city of Denver rallying rallying around a team that's never been there. That's a story. <laughs> How itself. is that not a story? In itself. In itself. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I just – I know what sells, and I know what's sold for a long time, and that's writing about LeBron, that's writing about the Lakers, that's writing about big superstars. I get that, and maybe the Nuggets don't have that level of superstardom that you're looking for, but when the game calls for it, when they win 12 games and make it to the NBA Finals, your hands are tied, and you have to make things happen. You can't down the game just because the game. We play the games for a reason. If the Nuggets get over top of the Lakers in four games and they make the NBA Finals, the Nuggets get the platform. We should be talking about the Nuggets. Just too much discussion back and forth about, oh, well, is this, is this fun enough? Is this entertaining enough? We can make it entertaining. We can, we can discuss what happens in the games. We don't have to talk about how LeBron's not there. We don't have to upstage what's happening on the floor just because it gets more clicks. I think the consumer is is a little more moldable than folks think the consumer is, yes. if you will. So, yes. I, Did you see, Jeffrey and I talked about this, did you see what the front story was today on ESPN, on the website? Uh, there was a couple, but which one are you referring to? The Victor to? Wimbenyama one? Yeah. 
the first line of it was, this is never going to happen, but what if they trade the first pick? And it's like, <laughs> what are we doing? You have a conference finals game tonight that could send the heat to the NBA finals. That's a story. You have the nugget story. You have all of these things, and we're talking about quite literally something that is never going to happen. And here comes the Kyrie stuff, by the way. Kyrie was on Instagram Live last night, and people are, are yeah, going people to speculate Yeah, people were like, Kyrie being in the Kyrie. crowd was leveraged by the Lakers. And it's like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> Talk about the games. <laughs> we get to the end of the season, and I, it's just so self-inflicted, right? And like you, you say, it's, it's not interesting, but I think it's self-inflicted that it has not become interesting. There's stories to tell. You just have to tell them now. On to, uh, on to the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. 3-1 Heat, Celtics and Heat, 7-30, Game 5. And uh, I, I think the big news of, of this series right now is Gabe Vincent, who's been phenomenal, 17 points per game, uh, up over 40% from three, um, up over 50% from the field. He's out for Game 5, sprained left ankle. I do have to say, this, this goes for the Heat, and I have to give respect to the Heat. When their guys go down in games, they get back up and they get back on the floor because clearly Gabe Vincent was hurt in that moment at the end of that game or it's sort of the beginning of the fourth quarter. He still got up, got back in the game, and tried to give it a go. So I, this is heat culture, brother. That's heat culture for you. But he, he has a sprained left ankle. He'll be out. Um, and now the, the Celtics, I've seen it at nine. I've seen it at eight and a half. This becomes a more complicated conversation if we see the Celtics win. They have not been good at home. But they have the added advantage of Gabe Vincent being out. If they win, turn it to a two-game series. You win one on the road, win one at home. It, it just the conversation becomes a lot less cloudy and and a lot less uh, complicated for the Celtics if they can get a win at home tonight. Right. I'm really curious to see what their offensive game plan is tonight when they come out. Is it going to be we are going to keep taking these threes and hope that they go in? Or are they going to attack the paint? Are they going to try to attack Kyle Lowry, who's not a great defender anymore? It's going to be really interesting to see what they do. I'm very curious of that because if they come out like they have the rest, the what we've seen in the series, and those shots aren't falling, they're going to lose the game with Gabe Vincent or not. Respectfully, the Connor, it's Joe Missoula. I, they're going to chuck and duck. That's what they do. That's I, what they've done all year. That's their offensive it's, game plan. It's quite literally, I'm like, are they going to make 15 or more threes? If they do, they're yeah. going to win. If they don't, they're going to lose. That's, I think more that's where so we're than at. anything, though, I think the, bringing the defensive intensity they brought in game four will help them sort of facilitate, it, regardless if they're knocking them down or not, if they're, if they're playing good defense, which they're capable of, one through seven, they'll be fine. Um... But, I, you know, just knock down a few. I, I don't think you can count on Al Horford going three for six. I don't think you can count on Grant Williams going four for six. I just don't know if that's what you, what you need to count on. But if they play good enough defense, if they lock in on that side, play with a little bit of intensity, play with a little bit of desperation, uh, this game will be fine for them. And they should be able to ride that home crowd, but they haven't been able to do it in these playoffs. And that's just that's a weird that's bizarre because I think TD Garden, that's a, that's a damn good home court advantage theoretically, and they haven't been able to take advantage. You're going to see the Heat come out and try to punch them in the mouth, and they're also going to try to make it an ugly, ugly basketball game. They're going to try to make it a defensive battle, a low-scoring game. They're going to shoot their threes, but I think that they're really going to lean on, on their vets. They're going to see, you know, they have Kyle Lowry, they have Jimmy Butler, they have Kevin Love, they have Bam. They've had guys who've been in wars, and they're going to 
basically try to get this game into the mud and I think make it very physical and see who has the stuff is how I think yep. this game's going to go tonight. If it's high scoring, the Celtics are going to win. If it's low scoring, the Heat are going to win. And what I really need to see out of, out of the Celtics side, regardless, yeah, you can knock down 15 threes and usually they're, what, 7-1 and one when they make 15 or more, 0-6 oh when they make 15 or less. We got to see Jalen Brown come out of his shell a little bit. Yep. He has yet to get up over 25 points. He averaged 26 during the year, but he has been just hounded this entire series. Uh, I mean, he, the last three games 16 points, 12 points, 17 points. Uh, he had 17 points on seven for 16, only hit one three ball out of five, <laughs> even in their win. Jalen Brown's got to show up. I mean, this was a guy last year in the NBA Finals who outplayed Jason Tatum in a lot of ways. I think Jason Tatum is still the, the lead dog, and he, he creates everything. Um, he, he's a really good playmaker. But Jalen Brown has got to step up at least a little bit and stop sort of folding in the moment. This is a good opportunity for him back at home after a win. The team has a little bit of confidence. This needs to be a Jalen Brown game. I really do believe that. He's got to show a little bit of life. Just I would, a little bit. I need to see more from him on the defensive end of the floor. Um, just show up defensively tonight, too, man. It, yep. He's been getting burned by Gabe Vincent. Show well, up defensively. Yeah. yeah. Well, Gabe Vincent is out, so that's helpful. But, I mean, he's, a, he's one of the better two-way wings in the league. Show us that. Show us right. that. Right. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Game five at home for Boston. They win this one. It, it, it becomes a little more complicated. I did see the series line. Have you seen the series line? They're still only plus 200. Still only two to one. Like, that's for the Celtics to win, obviously. It's because they're so they have the so much overwhelming talent. talent. They yeah. should win the series. That's the crazy thing. They should win the series. It just feels unlikely right now. It's yeah. such a big hole to climb out of. Oh, I finally have the number. Oh, and 150 coming back from 03. Jeez. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, and 150 in the history of the NBA. So, there's that. The the history is not on their side, but we'll see what they get done tonight. Now, LeBron is injured. He's got a torn tendon in his foot. Let's we'll talk about the implications of that. Also, Shams Trania put out a report today about um, what the NBA is planning on doing with flopping going into the future. And I think there's some positive changes that could come uh, out of what Shams talking about in his report. Be right back. Gabe Kuhn, show 92.9 FM, ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. It's the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. I have to ask, Connor, since I heard you and Jeffrey talking about it earlier, we, you know, Joe Mazzulla says he's watching The Town four times a week. You guys came up with other movies. Which movies? We had a think tank about what movie he needs to watch to come back in the series. We did. It was it was tough because you're trying to find one that like matches his situation. But weirdly enough, none of them like necessarily matched a hundred percent. But I'll read off. Uh, I got to find the list real quick that we did. Considering the current situation, The Town ain't bad. It ain't, it's not bad. Town's not bad. Town's not bad. I suggested maybe The Lion King. <laughs> I suggest. Are we talking live action or throwback? We got to go. Oh, throwback. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay. Saving Private Ryan because okay. inactivity gets your team killed. Yeah. Speaking about the guy on the stairs who didn't go help his man as he was slowly dying in front of him. I got gotcha. you. Missoula not calling timeout during 20 0 runs. Is, yes. You know, 
Watch, watching the knife go in. It follows just because the heat are never going to die and they're just going to follow you. Yes. Until it, until they get you. Indiana Jones, because ultimately, if he just kind of removes himself from the situation, it probably all goes well. Right. Because the Indiana Jones is a perfect movie, but the funny joke about it is that if you actually take him out, the Nazis would still lose, and it would happen quicker, actually. So, <laughs> okay. Um, another one was, let's see. Oh, man, it just scrolled all the way down. Somebody texted me. Heat, of course. Heat. Okay, yeah. When you feel the heat around the corner. Okay. Like, come on. There um, go. That was really it. There wasn't really one that like matched it's in, it's 100%, in, yeah. though. It's tough. The, t- the town still might be better for the current situation. It might be. It might be. So. Just make sure you're Ben Affleck and not yeah, Jeremy Renner. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, uh, we have we have Grizzlies uh, Twitter up in arms today. Not up in arms. I should say excited. Macal Bridges goes on Twitter, puts the eyeballs out there. He's having fun. He, he he's certainly having is. A lot of he fun. certainly yeah, is. Well, and he's so wanted, right? And I don't know if the Nets are going to move up, move off of him. I mean, he's 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 so talented on the offensive end. We know he's a all, all defensive caliber guy, but um, if if the if the Grizzlies could somehow swing that, that would be very interesting. The price would be so damn big, though. You're giving up picks and Tyus and. Another piece. You, you have to give up a lot to go grab McCall Bridges. But they have three guys on that roster that I think fit the bill. McCall, which would be the most expensive, Cam Johnson, and then DFS. I think, you, I, I think I've talked to you about this off-air before. You think it's more two you, the first two you strike out on and DFS would be the most likely scenario. Maybe. It's just every time Mikhail Bridges puts out an eyeball emoji or he he's having fun with the situation right now, he's very clearly one of the most sought-after assets out there right now. And, you know, it is possible they move off of him, but they've kind of made it clear that they don't really want to do that. So every time he teases it, I think we're getting further and further away from him being a Grizzly because I think he's having fun with it. And it looks like he's always having he's fun. Not going if you anywhere. notice this, it always looks like he's smiling. Yeah, um, he's, he's, he's like, I mean, he's there's a reason smiling. why every team in the league wants him and why it's so <laughs> hilarious that the Sixers gave him up for Zaire freaking Smith. That's hysterical. <laughs> Remember when they said they were the same player? That's what they said. They were like, they're the same players. Like, yeah, okay, sure they are. Yeah, right. Um, but no, I, I think you call about Mikhail. You ask about Cam, and you take DFS. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if and, that's how it all works And if out. you get any of the three, it's a big deal. I yes. think DFS would be perfect for what their Grizzlies Cam are looking Johnson, for. Cam Johnson. Cam is like that's amazing. The, like, honestly, from a, from a price perspective and everything else, I don't know what the Nets are planning on doing, but Cam Johnson's the guy that jumps off the page for me. He does. 6'8", plus defender, has some good length, experienced player, and he is the he is the anti Dylan Brooks on offense. Knocks down a three ball at about a forty percent clip. And sometimes I don't know. Like when I watch Cam Johnson, sometimes I'm asking, "Why are you not taking more shots, man?" And he can get off the bounce a little bit, get to his spots in the mid range. Like he is the anti Dylan Brooks on offense. That would be a great fit. But I mean, yeah, fifteen point lot of score, forty percent from three, eighty four percent from the line. That's exactly what you're looking for. Yes, and I, you know, the defensive upside is not quite Dylan Brooks, but it's pretty. It's it's solid. Like, right. He, he can stay in front of people. I mean, I was talking to, to Parker about it. And he, again, I, I and, and, and sorry to cut you off, but I think the offensive the offensive part is what you were missing with Dylan Brooks. I, people want to talk about trying to replace Dylan Brooks' defensive side. I think the offensive efficiency is what you need to focus on more when you're trying to find a replacement. Right. I've talked to a few people about this, but he reminds me of a kind of 
upgraded version of a Kyle Anderson is kind of the role I think you would want him to have because he he really plays the four mostly, but he can play the three. He absolutely can play the three if you need him to, but, you know, he, he's... He- Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. He's got that plus shooting. He's a plus defender. He's a playmaker. But like you said, he knows his role, and that's the most important thing is when he comes in, he would know he's, he's going to be the fourth guy every yep. single night. You're the fourth guy. And he'd be like, okay, I'm going to yes. score 15 points, and I'm going to hit my threes. He wasn't a highly All we drafted need you to do. guy. He was a three-year guy out of, out of, out of college, like – I mean, it's just it makes a whole lot of sense. It makes a whole lot of sense, but obviously pricing and everything else. We'll see. We'll see what the Grizzlies do as, as they get in the offseason. Now, uh, LeBron news came out today, and we kind of and we kind of know this. We kind of knew this, but he had the last few months of his season uh, a torn tendon in his foot that he could need surgery on this summer. And from what, most of the reports I'm seeing, he, he likely will need surgery on it. And I still don't think this is a a cause to think this will make him go off into the sunset and retire this year. Oh, that's the discussion we've been having. But I think there's two different thoughts here. One, you see that, okay, he's 38 years old. He needs more surgery, um, potentially. This tendon has hurt him. You know, maybe he's thinking really, truly that he wants to move on. But also, I still think that LeBron saying what he has said, throughout this process, after getting uh, swept out of the, the uh, Western Conference Finals by the Nuggets. I think this, for him, if you, if you just read through it, there's some leverage there. This is the other thought. There's some leverage there with him saying, okay, I may go off in the sunset, and now you have Rob Palenka and you have the front office doing everything they can to keep him around, and then he can go facilitate getting Kyrie. You can facilitate getting Trey Young, if that's a guy. You can facilitate getting other guys. So those, those are the two trains of thought. I tend to lean to the latter. I just I find it funny that two days ago, two three nights ago, whatever it was, when we when they lost, it was LeBron is considering retirement, and within two days, it's about people are, are already reporting about LeBron's role next season, what the roster is going to look like. It's very clear that he's not going to retire. I really don't think that was ever a real possibility. I do think though he might miss an extended period of time though because of his foot, and I think that you're right. This is him putting leverage on the Lakers, saying. That clock is starting to run out, and y'all, if you want a champion, another championship with me, we got to make moves right now. We can't be punting anymore. We can't be waiting, waiting until the deadline anymore to see if we can figure it out. We need to do it in the offseason, and it needs to happen. And, and also, I can't be the number one guy anymore. Yep. That's, I think that's Cannot. the biggest thing is he's like, you have to go get somebody that can be the consistent number one. Because tonight, it, it can't be AD, certain, unfortunately. Certain games, LeBron clearly can be the number one guy. Sure. I saw him in game four, even in a loss, 40-10-9, right. on a hurt foot at age 38. I still just It's hard for me to wrap my head around people that have, have put a lot in his footsteps when it comes to it, it, his, it, it, right in front of him when they say that he was a lot of the reason in some of those games that, that the Lakers struggled. I cannot get on board with that. He, he shouldn't be expected at this age with a torn tendon in his foot to be doing what he did in game four, but he still does it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, think, I think ultimately facilitating something this offseason that brings another superstar, star-type player 
to the Lakers is, is what ultimately he's looking for. But it is just crazy. 24, 8, and 6, basically. 24, 10, and 6 on 50% shooting with a torn damn ligament in his foot at age 38. Good Lord, man. Like, I, like do, we, do we, do people say, I know some people, I, I sit back and try to appreciate it, but do most people sit back and appreciate that fact in the moment? I don't think so. Because it, it's very weird with LeBron because there was a running joke throughout the playoffs and since he really got that foot injury that the moment that they lost we were going to hear about the foot injury and the surgeries and things like that and in the past those have felt like excuses but this one is so legitimate we knew about it way ahead of time and this has been the discussion i also think it coming off of a 49 and 8 performance is uh (laughs) it makes it i don't know it makes it less less of a target for people to make fun of because it's so real and i also think that people are also dealing with the fact that we may not have LeBron in the NBA as long as we thought we were. It is a it is a weird thought because when that news dropped, I'm a LeBron guy. It fro- I was like, this isn't going to happen. We talked about it. Like, are, the is, thought are, of it are, are folks ready for, for the, the transition? I talked about it in the first segment. I, right. It feels like there's a lot of people that are not ready. They're trying to hold on for dear life. But, I I mean, you have to plan. Yeah. You have to plan like him, for life without like him. Or, whether or not you like him or not. He is the center of the NBA, yes. and he is a storyteller, and, and he think, makes it more interesting. And I think even when he gets out of the league, he'll still be that, that role. Will For still sure, yeah, absolutely. I think ownership is very much in his future. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wants the Vegas. He does expansion. So, is that twenty twenty six? Is sort of the thought there. Maybe Bronny's future team. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> now, now we're spitballing too much. Now we're spitballing too much. But Sham Sharani today, uh, moving on. Um, reported the NBA's competition committee is discussing potential, the potential of in-game penalty for flops that would result in a technical foul free throw. Um, the trial is uh, going to be possible at Summer League in July. I am all for it. I'm all for it. Like the transition take foul. They did that this offseason, and they made sure that they, the, the other team feels it when they, when they make those transition take fouls. With flopping, with the amount we have going on, it's unregulated, it's ridiculous at times. Um, we, we need to have more around, around sort of penalizing those things in the grand scheme. And I, and I think this, well, I think flopping is part of the game. There's some gamesmanship involved with taking contact and falling over. Where we've gotten to in the NBA is near levels of Premier League soccer. And that needs to cut out, and you need to sort of nip that in the bud uh, at least a little bit. And I, I think this is a good step in, in, in making that happen. Absolutely. It, you know, it's embarrassing when the games start to look like a Three Stooges episode. And that, <laughs> LeBron flopping all the way to I the mean, sideline that's silly. with no like, contact. That, that's ridiculous. I mean, Nikola Jokic does it too. I mean, he's, he's the biggest guy on the court. And I, it's like, what are we doing, I man? And do, do, falls down so much. There's, there's, a, there's part of it is gamesmanship, but I sure. think— I think there's a right way to do it, actually absorbing some con- yes. some contact yes. and falling over. But when there's no contact at all and guys are just flopping and falling over, I think, one, it's a health risk. If you're on the ground, people trip over you, you fall on people, there's issues there. But also, it's just it, it, it makes the game look unserious at times. And I think a technical foul keeps people from consistently doing it without taking the contact that they need to actually make flopping a a, a, a part of gamesmanship. The one that drives me the most crazy 
is when a guard is dribbling in front of a big guy or just in front of a player and he stops and the guy bumps him and then he acts like he got shot in the back <laughs> and they get the call, that cannot happen. That's not part of the game. That's not gamesmanship. You stopped running when a guy was running and he barely touched you and you acted like you got shot from the rafters. That stuff drives me crazy. So hopefully it removes things like that because, like, the swipe through getting removed helped, even though it still gets called sometimes. But still, you know, I think it's a good idea. It's only going to help the flow of the game. Yeah, and I still think that, I mean, there, there becomes resistance to change. I talked about it in the first segment with the play-in. There's been some people. By the way, play-in, objective success. Yes. And I, I've seen some people call it stupid. If it's an objective sub- success for the league, it's not stupid. I've seen some people with the CBA and, and, and that resistance to change of, of, of sort of the anti-super team rule. Um, I don't see a lot of people that are, are against any type of uh, enforcement of flopping. This is one that I think completely around the, around the, the world is, is something that, that people want to be a part of the game. So I, they'll do a trial. I, I'd imagine that trial goes relatively well. It should. Yeah. Get Austin Reeves from flopping all over. Well, the that, place so like that's fish. what I'm going to be curious of is how they call it from player to player. Like, is Trey Young going to get called the same way Austin Reeves does? Is Ja going to get called the same way that LeBron does? Like, it, that's what's going to be interesting. Is is the player there, still going to have an influence on it? Like, it feels like there it is, is right now. Part of this that's objective, right? Right. Or and it's like I, Austin Reeves does absorb some contact, but he definitely embellishes. Yes. Is that going to be? Added to the rule, like because I, I again, there is some gamesmanship to this where you can draw fouls. I think drawing fouls is a, a skill. It's a big skill that that in this day and age you need to learn. How much does this affect some of those guys that get to the line consistently? Joel Embiid and all, all, all those type of guys. Like the first time around when they made some of those, they they've tried to. To tweak the rules a little bit. James Harden couldn't get to the line as much, for example, as he did in his Rocket days. Like, how much does this affect those type of guys uh, going forward? Will they get to the line really at all, considering flopping is, is a part of their game? Yeah. My fear is, though, because it feels like that they've tried to do this before, and they enforced it for a little bit, and then it really loosened up again, and the guys kind of got away with whatever they wanted to. I hope that doesn't happen again because that's what happened last time they tried to deal with flopping is that it was it was better for a little bit and then it kind of went right back to what it used to be. So you have to seriously enforce it. And that's why it's like when Trey Young's driving down a lane and he goes across the lane to initiate contact with somebody and yeah, then he jump flops. into somebody. It's yeah. like, is that a foul tried or to, is that, that a flop? That, that, that for the most part I think has been cut out a little bit, right? And letting guys run right directly into the back. Has it? I mean, it's it's been cut down, sure, but not cut out. If that, yeah, that's what I, I mean. It's just it, I'm my my fear is that it will go away for a little bit and then it will come back because ultimately it's going to be such a hard thing to be consistent on. You, we need a definition of it. That's the one thing that they won't do. We See, need definition of flopping. that's that's where the that's where it's objective. I you know I I I want this to be something that is easily called right and easily understood and I, I do think there is some issues because the take foul definitely worked yeah it definitely worked. it's obvious too it's like it's there's there's an example it's defined this one's a little harder to define but i think you could figure it out i hope I think, so i think there's some i think there's ways to write up a rule where all officials can it'll help the grizzlies understand yeah should should they're not big floppers they, they really aren't are. they really aren't now uh jeff calkins is set to join the show in about seven minutes, so let's go ahead and send you to these messages when we come back.
Jeff Calkins will join the Gabe Kuncho 92.9 FM ESPN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.